0: Good morning again, welcome to Highland Baptist as we continue in our series of Thanksgiving. Uh, The the series was entitled uh, Psalms of Thanksgiving, and what we have been doing is we have been going through a couple different psalms and looking at what it means to be thankful in all aspects. So as Christians, we we really should live a life that the way that we show our gratitude is, is just more... Than the world, More than those around us. And thankfulness is one attribute that we can choose to make a main focal point of our lives. It's one of those attributes that we can, we can cling to and hold on to, and it can radiate from our lives. That, that way uh, people around us see this and know there's something different about them. There's something different about the way that they live, that no matter what's going on, no matter what they're being presented with, they're just thankful. They they just they just have this aura about them that's different than anything that I've ever seen. And so, week one we talked about what it means to be thankful in the good times. The good times it's easy when, when work is going well and the family's getting along and you know you get a promotion and, and things are just going well. It, it's easy to be thankful in those times. You can see God moving. You can feel God moving. You can you can. Celebrate all that's going on. It's so easy to be thankful in the good times. Week two, we talked about being thankful in the hard times. And the hard times are those times where we lose a job unexpectedly or we lose a loved one unexpectedly. The times that we can't really control what's going on, but there's pain. And so we talked about what it means to be thankful even in those times, even in those situations, and even if it takes some time, looking back and going, you know, I know it was hard, but God was there. I know it was difficult, but God was there. And last week, week three, we talked about thankfulness and the ugly times. And the ugly times are a lot like the hard times, but they're hard times that we've brought on ourselves. By choices that we've made or by, by situations we've put ourselves in, by, by ignoring guidance, we, we allow these situations to be created because of our own actions. So we talked about what it looks like and, and what it looked like for David to, to still be thankful, to still be repentant, even when he was facing this very ugly time that he had created. And today we're going to talk about what it looks like to be thankful at all times. And thankfulness at all times. And so thankfulness at all times ultimately means that we understand what God has done for us. That we understand and we know that God is moving in our lives. We understand the impact of our testimony. And so what that means for us is that as Christians, as believers in Jesus, it's important for us to take some time. To, to write out our testimony, to write out what everything God has done in our lives. From, from where he had you, to where he has you now, to where he's leading you. When I was probably 13, 14, somewhere in that, that age range, I, I went on a mission trip to Seattle, Washington. Um, I, my church planned this group. This was the second year in a row they were going. And we all loaded up, got on an airplane, and went to Seattle, Washington. And the entire purpose of this mission trip was to set up a block party, VBS type deal for the end of the week. And at the end of the week, we were going to put this big elaborate thing on for all the kids of this neighborhood, and we were going to tell them about Jesus. That was, the the, that was the whole point of the week, was to build up to this day to tell children about Jesus. Jesus. And one of the things that we did for months leading up to this trip was we worked on our testimony. We wrote it down. We shared it with others. We workshopped it. We went back and forth. What, what should I add? What should I pull out? What makes the most impact? And so from the age of 13, I've been, been developing my, my testimony. My testimony changes every day. But it's always there in case I need to share the love of Jesus with somebody. And this is really important for us because here in the next couple months, we're going to start looking at what kind of impact we can make on our neighborhood. What kind of impact can we make on the city of Clovis? And so as we do that, we're going to need to develop our testimonies because it's going to be very important for somebody to come into this church, having never been to this church, and strike up a conversation with you For you to ask them questions and for you to be able to to lead them to this conversation of telling them about Jesus. Of telling them about what God has done in your lives. And and fortunately for us, it's a pretty small congregation. And so I know know most of you pretty well. And I can tell you that hearing y'all's stories, there's a lot God has done in y'all's lives. There's a lot that God has done in your life. There's a lot that God has done in my life. And in order to lead people to Jesus, we have to share those stories. We have to share where we've been, what we've been through, where God has us now, and where God's leading us. That's how we show gratitude at all times. It's not that we're always thrilled with what's going on in our lives. There's actually a quote here from Roy Bennett that says Gratitude does not mean that everything is necessarily good, it just means that you can accept it as a gift. It just means that we can take it and we can understand it might not be perfect right now. Life might not be great. Finances might be tight. Jobs might be scarce. Food might be expensive. But I'm still breathing. God still has me here for a purpose. And so as we go through this breakdown today, and today we're going to look at Psalms 23. If you have your Bibles with you, open up to Psalms 23. Because I believe that this is the, the truest, most beautiful form of a precise testimony. I, I believe that when David sat down to write this psalm out, he looked at every aspect of his life and said, here is what I want those reading this to know. Here's what I want those reading this to understand about my life. As I'm preparing for this message this week and, and going through and, and putting together my notes, I came across another quote from a lady named Melody Beatty, And it says this, Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. And that's a very simplistic way to look at it. But that's exactly how David breaks down his testimony. In those exact three steps. And it is such a beautiful View Of what David had been through So again today, Psalms 23 If you don't have your scriptures with you It'll be here on the screen for us as well But as we start this today We want to look at a few points And the first one being this Thanksgiving at all times Means knowing what God has already done Knowing what God has already done in our lives Understanding what God has already done in our lives Where he brought us from to where we are now So read with me today as we jump into Psalms 23, starting in verse 1, entitled, The Lord is my shepherd, a psalm of David. It tells us this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so now this is one of the most popular psalms um, in our scripture. It's one that, that we are all probably somewhat familiar with but but david explains this relationship he has with god in a way that that makes entirely sense to david david gets gives stake in where he had come from by explaining how god had directed him and guided him So, of course, we know David's story is as a teenager, he was a young shepherd and he would oversee the flocks and he would fight off bears and and mountain lions and whatever else came to take away his livestock. And so David knew what it meant to take care of the sheep. He knew what it meant to take care of what he had been put him in charge of overseeing and so he used these same terms to to give this idea of the way that god has led him he is my shepherd and because of that i I don't want there's nothing that i'm missing there's nothing that i'm without because the lord is my shepherd he gives us a couple of terms that ties into that same mindset and that that same realm he tells us he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters for David, this was important because he knew that the best rest came in comfortable situations. He knew that the, that the most comforting feeding times would come and, and watering times would come in still waters. So David knew and understood what it meant to truly take care of his livestock. And in that way, God was doing the same for him. I, when we think back on our own testimonies, we think about how we were raised or the homes we were raised in, the, the families we were raised in the churches we were raised in, wherever it was, we can start putting together what God has done. For me, I came from a a Christian household. My father was a pastor before I was born. So I was raised in a home that loved Jesus and taught me to love Jesus. I was raised in a church that loved Jesus and continued through the other church that we ended up moving to. But not everybody's story looks like that. For some, you weren't raised in a home that was, that was loving or was, was going to church every week or was pushing you to be a better person. Was making strides for you to be the best Christian you could be. And so we look at this and we see, man, maybe it's not fair, maybe it's not. But that's your story. But that's your story. Because your story will make an impact For some people that my story, it's just, it's kind of boring. I'm not ashamed of my testimony. I love the fact that I was raised in the home that I was raised in, that I was raised in the church that I was raised in. I love the fact that my kids are going to have a similar testimony of me, of of being raised in a Christian home and being raised in a church that loves them. My kids are also going to have a very boring testimony. And that's okay. Okay. Because even then, our testimony still means something. For David, he was, he was this young boy, this young teenager, and, and he just lived and, and was a shepherd and took care of the animals. But even then, God still made an impact because of his life. There is something in your story that will make an impact on somebody that you'll come into contact with that you'll never realize. I know I've shared this before but when my parents were were splitting up when I was in early high school my parents got divorced and I had a youth pastor tell me he said I know it doesn't seem like it now but this is going to open up a door in your testimony to another child who has dealt with the same thing at some point there's going to be another teenager dealing with parents going through a divorce and you're going to be able to say look I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's not fair. But God's going to get you through that because he got me through it. He got my brothers through it. God will get us through it. Our testimonies are important. Thanksgiving at all times means knowing what God has already done. Knowing where God placed you in life, where God put you in life, and where he raised you up and brought you through. David spent so much time with the Lord in those fields, developing his relationship, a relationship that he would maintain forever. It's important to know where God had us before. And just as importantly, it's important, uh, excuse me, Thanksgiving at all times means that we are to know where he has you now. It's important to know where God has you now because there's something in your life now. There's, there's something that you're going through now or you're dealing with now. There's somebody that you're around now that you are supposed to love on, that you were supposed to, to share your testimony with, that you were supposed to love in everything that you do. He tells us here, verse 4, continuing on, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we have two different situations here. We have the valley of the shadow of death. As we continue through David's story, we find him in many valleys. As early as being a shepherd and facing these these bears and these mountain lions and these whatever these animals were that were coming into attack, we see him in those valleys. We see him in the valleys of of running from, or facing Goliath. If there was ever a valley of shadow of death, it was going up against a giant single-handedly. If there was ever a valley, it was when he was running from Saul and hiding in caves because Saul was trying to kill him. But he tells them, even though I walk through these valleys, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's gratitude. That's thankfulness. That, that, is, a, that is an outspoken, lived-out gratitude. Because he knows that no matter what, he knew going into the fight with Goliath, no matter what, my God is with me. No matter what's going to happen, he could charge at me, he could come with his sword, he could do whatever he wants to do, and I will fear no evil. Saul can come with all of his, uh, his mighty warriors and all of, his, all of his soldiers and everybody can come after me. And I will fear no evil because you are with me. He, again, he brings in this idea of the, the rod and the staff, they comfort me. The, the tools of a, of a shepherd, these tools that he had grown up using to, to guide and direct and to correct the livestock. He had this example, this beautiful example that that he knew he could understand, that he knew others would understand. This would be what guided him through the valley of the shadow of death. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God has us in a specific place at the moment. And for some of us right now, it is a valley. For some of us, it it is a dark time. It is a hard time. It is time we would wish... We could just get back. But again, I'm telling you, that's okay. Because even in those times, God is still with us. God is still there to guide us. God is still there to pull us out of those times. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Even though the times are hard, even though things might be difficult, We will continue to rely on God over and over again. The last thing we need to understand Thanksgiving at all times means knowing what He has promised. Because when we're in those valleys, when when we're in those hard times, we're in those difficult times, we're in the times that really we could just, we would rather just go away and hide we have to understand that God is there with us and he has promised that he will not forsake us. That he will not remove us, that he will not hurt us, that he will not leave us alone. Thanksgiving at all times means knowing what he has promised. Finish up Psalms 23 with me here. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So there's not really an exact moment that we know that David wrote this psalm. We, we can assume that, that we know kind of towards the end of his, his kingship, towards the end of his life, he, he wrote this out and he, he presented it He knew that hard times were still coming. He knew that there were still going to be difficult situations that he was going to have to face. And even then, he still had the same mindset, the same attitude. He tells him, he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Even when I'm in these hard times, Even when I'm facing these difficult situations, you're still there with me. You're still there blessing me. You are still there anointing me. My cup overflows. Hard times are going to come. Unfortunately, that's just human nature. That's just what life is. Hard times are going to continue to come. Sickness is going to come, heartache is going to come. Financial strain might come. But God is already there. You prepared a table before me. This isn't a, you got it ready for me while I was already there. God already knows what is coming. He tells him, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me in all of my days. At this point, David had made so many different mistakes. At this point, he had, he had already had his affair with Bathsheba. He had already turned away from doing what God had called him to do. He had already been through the battles and through the hardships. But he tells him, Surely, surely your goodness and your mercy follows me. Because he knew the promise that God had made to him. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. He will not go away from us. And he finishes with such a beautiful statement. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We have to know what God has promised. God has promised that he will not leave us in these situations that he will not leave us in, in a time where we are only struggling and we are only facing hardship and we are only facing difficulties. God is there with us. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David knew that even when hard times come, that the times that, that where he was experiencing, when he, the times he was experiencing when he wrote this and would continue to experience as he got towards the end of his life, that he would not lose focus on where God had brought him from and where he had brought him to. He would not lose focus on that. Again, our testimonies are so important. God has put us through challenges and difficulties and and he knew what we were going to face. And we face those things for a reason. Like I said before, there's going to come a time here in the next few months where we step out of our church and we step into our neighborhood. Where we step out of our church and we step into the city of Clovis. And whether it's just going door to door and putting out flyers, or it's hosting a block party to bring kids into our church, or it's whatever it is. We are going to step out of this church and we are going to step into the city of Clovis. And we need to share our stories. We need to share the love that God has on us. We can share scripture and we are going to share scripture and we are going to preach the gospel and we are going to do everything that we are called to do within scripture. But included in that is sharing our story, sharing what God has done for us. That is how we show gratitude at all times. That is how we show thankfulness at all times. The beauty of our testimony is that our testimonies can can adjust. There are some things that, that we can we can use in one situation and different stories we can use in other situations. But it's important for us to know what our testimony is. So I encourage you this week as you go home and as you as you relax and you take some time this, this evening and this afternoon and as you go into your week, take some time to, to write down your story. It doesn't have to be much. I can share a very brief version of my testimony in about two minutes. But it's enough to where people go, man, God has really moved in his life. I can tell that God has moved in his life because... And again, I have a very boring story. I have a a pretty boring story. But we're going to continue to share it because that is what we are called to do. And that is how we are going to connect with people to bring them here it is important for us to know where God has had us before, what he has already done for us know where he has us now and why he has us in our situations now and know what he has promised for later it is so important for us to understand those few things so again as we go into our week as you you leave here today there's a few questions I want you to ask The first one being this Do I know my own testimony? Of course, you know your own story. You were there. You were the only one there the entire time. Of course, you know your own story. But do you know your own testimony? Have you pinpointed the times that God has moved in your life over and over again to share that with others? Do you know your own testimony? Do I know my own testimony? The next one being this. Do I use my testimony for God's purpose? Have you ever shared your story with somebody in order to lead them to Christ? Have you ever used your story or told your story to impact the kingdom of God? Because again, I, I've, I know most of y'all fairly well. I've heard y'all's stories. I've heard what God has done in your lives. There is impact there to be made. There are testimonies to be shared. There are times that God has moved over and over and over again in your lives and those stories deserve to be told. Do I use my testimony for God's purpose? For the kingdom's purpose? For the kingdom's benefit? Do I use my testimony And lastly, here's the most difficult one to ask. How can I share my testimony today to make an impact on others? How can I share my story today to make an impact on others? We all, most of us, a lot of us use social media. Uh, Some of us have a, a difficult relationship with social media. Um, I have found that when I share aspects of my story on social media, it makes some sort of an impact. It either has somebody ask a question or raise a question, or somebody will reach out and, and wonder about aspects of the story. But it seems like God always moves. When I tell other people about him and about what he has done in my life, It seems as though God moves. It's funny how that happens, right? When we we share our story about what God has done in our lives, and then God moves because of that story, it's almost like he gave us those stories for a reason. It can be as simple as that. I, I shared a story many years ago about, and I think I might have told you all at one point too, but... There was a Thanksgiving morning that I was working at a restaurant here in town. And I had to go and and deliver this last meal that we had prepared for a family, actually for a business, for Thanksgiving. And they couldn't pick it up till Thanksgiving morning. Not a problem. I'll be there. So I take off, you know, shorts and a t-shirt, get in there, open the restaurant, get the food out for them. Everything was great. And as I'm heading home, I'm driving down 21st Street. And this guy ends up flying through a red light and bouncing on the road, rolling his car and ending up upside down in a ditch. And had I been about two seconds earlier, that car would have T-boned me and I most certainly would have lost my life. That's, that's the realistic situation. I was probably... Five car lengths from being in the intersection of the red light that he ran, and it it threw me. Um, that, that I still think about that time and, and the impact it had on me at the moment. But I also think about the thankfulness I had in that moment, the thankfulness that I wasn't two seconds earlier. The thankfulness the I must was if I go was I going the speed limit. Had I been going five miles an hour faster, my life could have ended in that moment. And unfortunately for this, this man that was in the car, um, within moments, paramedics were there. And um, one of the paramedics was a friend of mine. And I watched him jump out of a moving ambulance onto the car was on its side at this point, And he kicked in a window and dropped into it. And it was the most superheroic thing I've ever seen anybody do. But unfortunately, that man lost his life that day. And I, I post this on Facebook, and I put out this, this thought that I had. It just takes a moment for somebody's life to change. It just takes one situation for somebody's life to change. And I can share that story, and I can tell people that, that God had protected me that day. That, that God had led me to this moment of going the speed limit or taking my time or just cruising down 21st Street because it was empty and nobody else was there. But I can share that story and go, I know for sure that God had his hand on me that day. And I shared that story and I had a few people reach out to me that they had had similar situations. They had been in different situations and they didn't really know how to explain what they were feeling. To which I could tell them, you're feeling the Lord. You're feeling gratitude towards a God that saved you in this moment. And we're able to share our faith, and I was able to to share the gospel in those moments, all because I told a story on Facebook. We have to use our testimony to make an impact on others. We have to share our testimony because God has given us these stories for a purpose.